0: Michael Phillips, longtime Tribune film critic with uh, maybe an assessment of the Oscar nominees. Michael, welcome back. How are you?
1: I'm good, John. Thank you. And I, I think this latest nomination for Dial, uh, Dial of Destiny for John Williams, it's going to put that guy on the map. Finally.
0: <laughs> you know, it's if gonna you make him most of the people I know who are 91 aren't alive anymore. Not only is he 91 <laughs> and alive, and competent, but he's at, evidently at the top of the game. He's still putting out great movie music. That's amazing. Yes,
1: isn't it? yes, yes.
0: It, it's um, um his. Go ahead and say what you're thinking, movie, but... Michael. <laughs> I can already tell what you're thinking. Go ahead and say it. No, no, no. I just wish it was a better movie. But that's I'm uh, not the only one who said that about Dial of Destiny. <laughs> uh, what What uh, surprised you at the nominations today?
1: Yeah, well, good good year last year. I mean, I mean, it was a great year, and a lot of these nominations are really, really good. I think, uh, I, I think it's it's a good reminder of of you know, it, it was a year last year, not to talk too much about Barbenheimer, but to have two of the three biggest hits of any given movie year um, actually turn out to be completely Oscar nomination worthy and just really good movies in totally different ways, Barbie and Oppenheimer. That doesn't happen every year. It doesn't happen most years. So that was nice. I don't really like some of the exclusions. Of course we we torture ourselves the morning of Oscar nominations every year with like how could they leave off so and so? What are they doing and this year's how could they leave off so and so for me is the director of Barbie Greta Gerwig, this is her third film ever, her third uh, Best Picture nominee in a row, three out of three, never got a director nomination. At some point, you do have to ask the question, uh, somebody directed this movie, Uh, was it it possible that it was maybe somebody who was uh, deserving of a directing nomination? Yes. The answer is yes. Even in a competitive year like this one, I say yes.
0: Is it what because the other directors don't think she's paid her dues and they're the ones that uh, vote on the nominations?
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. I mean, look, I, I, do, I, I concede happily that it was, a, it was a competitive year because if you look at, okay, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, actually one of his very best films in the last 20 years. Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer, the likely winner, as is Oppenheimer for Best Picture, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a triumph, really, in many ways. Uh, I really like Poor Things. Uh, Yorgos Lantimos, uh, good, I guess. I, and somebody directed that, and he's the one who directed it. I'd swap out the holdovers.
0: I'd, I'd swap out the holdovers for uh, for Barbie. You would. Oh, wait a minute. I'm looking at Best Picture, though. I'm uh, The uh, Best Director the Holdovers wasn't a nomination. Keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, look, I, I'm a. It's extremely controversial and not an easy film, but this Holocaust film, The Zone of Interest, is really nervy and I think uh, kind of unforgettable in its way. And I, I, I think that's actually a worthy nomination too. So you really would have to look hard at who you're going to take off the list. Now, mm-hmm. who's the who's the one female out of the five that did get nominated? It's French director Justine Trier everybody who's seen anatomy of a fall this very interesting murder mystery slash courtroom drama uh, is pretty high on it i was and i liked it too so you're looking at okay well if you if you're only going to make room for one uh female director uh, is is that is that kind of the thinking they had it's like okay we only have room for one that's that's kind of a that's a tough position to put any good director in.
0: So I wonder I if, if a to... solution would be don't just say five. Could it be is there is there conversation about let's have as many nominees as is worthy, or is five a good number to stop at?
1: You know that's a good question. I, I don't honestly know if they've looked at expanding the other categories besides Best Picture. Which uh, in the earlier years of the Academy Awards, they had, um, you know, many more than five. Some years up until I think the early 40s, and then they settled on five. And then more recently, to kind of expand the pool, and I think, you know, also to indirectly anyway um, try to get some big hits in there that also happen to be good. Um, uh, you know, it's up to as many as 10. We've had seven or eight. Or nine, and this is this is a year where you can easily get ten very good yeah. movies. Now, yeah, you know, yeah. in that category, I would kick out Maestro probably. I would, uh, <laughs> you know, for something else. Well, I mean, uh, I liked Maestro. I, I did. Th- too. I liked Maestro. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, is it best picture material though? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's funny because of the. I only saw half of the nominees, and I. Thought that movie was terrific. Uh, it wasn't too long. <laughs> um, I, I but you know I I really enjoyed Barbie. I really enjoyed Oppenheimer. What movie did you just like watching the most this year, Michael?
1: Well, Past Lives. I mean that it's ninety some minutes long. I think maybe ninety five, and it's not a it's not a grabby grabber kind of. It's it's just a really a really entrancing small. I guess you can call it a romantic triangle. Um, I love that film. And I'm I'm am I'm yeah, I don't think it's gonna win anything this year, but just the fact that it found an audience, made a lot of money versus its budget, got a lot of awards along the way, and and ended up being competitive at the Oscars. I, I like that. And uh, and I love and look, I it was a good year. There's not a single yeah. film of the ten on here that didn't get less than three stars from me.
0: Do you think that Leo DiCaprio should have been nominated for Killers, or was his presence maybe a little over-argued in that movie?
1: Hmm. Uh, well, then you're going to look at who you're kicking out. I wouldn't kick any of these folks out. This is a good... I uh, probably I probably saw Bradley Cooper, frankly, for Maestro, but maybe in favor of DiCaprio. I could see that. But I yeah. think the nominations for Coleman Domingo, for Rustin, not a film that... A lot of people saw, but a really good, really good biopic. Paul Giamatti, I, I mean, he's delightful in the holdovers. He's great. Jeffrey Wright, really good. Low-key role in American fiction, but I think Jeffrey Wright for years has been one of the best American actors, period.
0: Killing. You know what Murphy? I should ask you <laughs> is... Here's what I should ask you because I just circled past lives and based on just what you said, give me a couple of films I should see before the Oscars because it's either a great movie or there's a great performance that I probably missed. A lot of us saw Barbie and Oppenheimer. Tell me something that maybe I missed based on these Mm -hmm. nominations that I should go see.
1: Okay. Poor things I think is why it's the second most nominated film this year. Uh, it's it's the latest film from a really out there director it's greek greek director yogos and this is by far his biggest success emma stone is an actress who uh is deservedly nominated for it. mark ruffalo has uh, got deserved the supporting actor nomination he's got it's a one-of-a-kind really raunchy uh riff on the frankenstein story and that's all i'm going to tell you but um, I, I like the film very much, and uh, if, you don't, if you don't get uh, thrown off right away by, yeah. you know, an R-rated, R, R sort of um, very unusual science fiction piece, uh,
0: <laughs> I would say go.
1: Go, go, That's go. That's poor absolutely. things,
0: poor things, and you liked Past poor Lives things. as well. Give me something yes. else I'm going to look for. I mean, I, if you
1: haven't, I mean, I, I, I recommend it advisedly. But the Zone of Interest is the is the year's most interesting, completely divisive movie, and I am a huge supporter of it, hmm. and I, I thought that was the most sobering, unnerving, uh, unexpected Holocaust film I could possibly imagine. Yeah, that's all. I'm
0: looking at my producer Pete. Do we need to take a break now, or do we? Got, no, we can keep going. Good, um, and then just Ooh. comment on Margot Robbie's not getting a nomination.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that one for me personally, I, I would say that uh, there's a couple of uh, I would I would have put her in there in Barbie. I think that I I think what she's doing in Barbie is much more than people w- were expecting uh, that lead performance to deliver. Just because it is a strangely nuanced performance, and there's <laughs> just that film too just doesn't stick with fun and games the whole way, and just she's a real actress, you know? And I think I think what I'm seeing this year, John, and maybe you have the same feelings with other people, if the right performers, female or male, um, finally get the roles that show what they can do, uh, then suddenly you're getting deserved Oscar nominations that uh, uh, for work that they would not have had access to 20 years ago. This is true of Emma Stone, who I always thought was Good. Didn't know she was really good until, you know, a few films ago. Margot Robbie, uh, you know, didn't know she had you know this this kind of comic uh, technique in her, and also the dramatic chops. I did not know until she started getting the roles that could actually exploit all her talent. And Barbie's one of them. So I Mm -hmm. like that. I like that's the best thing about this kind of progress, where you get, you know. Female roles uh, roles, you, you know, that have typically been sort of backbench characters or secondary players, you know, it's, you know, and what do you know, they make a billion dollars if they're good, you know, these movies. So, yeah, so there's a business imperative to it, like this, let's make more different kinds of movies. And that's what we saw last year.
0: I was listening to the Town Podcast yesterday, and one of the trivia questions they started with was, how many movies in cinema history have made a billion dollars? How many movies hmm. would you guess have grossed a billion dollars? And the answer was ninety-one. Ninety-one, yeah. yeah. Whoa! Well, I got to start watching yeah. comic book films because that's that's, that's not a, little... a number I saw coming. Wow! Wow! Right.
1: And if you look all at, right. I think there's so many franchises, John, that have kicked off at least a, a one or two of those billion-dollar movies. You know, from from the Transformers to Fast and the Furious, and you know, all of them. You You sort of forget about them all because you know why. A lot of those movies are forgettable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Michael says that the movie he enjoyed watching the most this year was Past Lives. He also said don't miss Poor Things or Zone of Interest if you want to increase your zone of interest. It's always (laughs) nice to talk. See what I did there, Michael? It's always good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on with us today.
1: Appreciate it, John. Thanks a lot.